This is Anna Shevchenko speaking to you from FME Podcast in all modes. Uh, uh, I'm talking to Barbara Hudichkova, who is a senior programmer uh, uh, of the One World Film Festival, and Tomasz Postulka, who is a programmer and outreach coordinator. Uh, hello. Hello. Hi. And Barbara, I wanted to ask you about uh, this edition of One World uh, Film Festival, how it went uh, compared uh, to crisis condition uh, that we had before. Mm-hmm. Sure. So uh, this year, I would say that we were still in the kind of crisis uh, situation, actually, because our festival usually takes place in March. But because we already knew uh, last autumn that uh, March can be still problematic due to COVID, we decided to postpone to May. So uh, it was our second year where we were uh, impacted by the COVID crisis, actually. So this year we were um, hybrid in May. We did uh, like live stream debates. We had our own uh, VOD platform built. And then because the uh, lockdown was, well, the lockdown ended during the festival, we were also able to do outdoor screenings and then in the end also uh, cinema indoor screenings. So it was really hybrid, like 100% because we were able to do all the all the forms that are possible for the festival. So this was 2021. And for the next year, we are hoping to go back to March, to the usual dates. And uh, we have now the submissions open until the beginning of November. So that is like the basic basic plan for us. Okay. And Tomasz, maybe you can uh, tell us about lessons you learned during the crisis. And maybe you're going to keep uh, as permanent parts of this to work in the future. Well, I think the uh, biggest lesson Bara or, or already mentioned, and this is the fact that uh, the postponing of the, the festival to May wasn't the best uh, possible uh, solution for the festival because we learned that our audience is really uh, used to uh, have one world in March. And uh, they are uh, they were really confused, and this is something that we can uh, actually blame like uh, the lower attendance at the festival because uh, our audience is really used to of how how we used to do things, and uh, we should keep it that way. I think so. That's basically why we want to try uh, to go back to March next year uh, um, if. Uh, the conditions are good, then we will come back to the cinemas. If uh, the situation gets worse again, then we will do online festival. Because another lesson I would say is also like doing, uh, like go crazy about the possibilities that uh, are connected to a hybrid festival is uh, also not the best possible solution. So uh, I think it's better to uh, keep it uh, simple, let's say, and uh, focus on one possible shape of the festival. So uh, either you do online or you do cinemas, or but don't do both, I would say. Uh, but uh, the, the important thing that we uh, actually want to continue is our VOD platform, which was necessary to uh, maintain for uh, the online festival. And uh, we are have, we have this uh, VOD platform and it would be a shame not to use it uh, in the future. So we plan to uh, do this like uh, small scale uh, VOD distribution of human rights documentaries and uh, to release films uh, do, throughout the whole year uh, on this VOD platform, which is called One World uh, Online. So I think that this is something that we will bear to the future and we'll see how it goes with it. Okay. And uh, did having more people online increase your audience or engagement? 
Well, I think that uh, actually based on our research, uh, we uh, found out that uh, like 20% of uh, viewers on the VOD uh, were attending the festival for the first time. So there is definitely some groups of people that we can uh, reach, uh, reach out to through online, which would no not normally go to the cinema. So there, there is some kind of place for us to grow uh, while doing online. And I would say that uh, th there's definitely like more possibilities with uh, like combinations of these uh, like physical event and on online activities. Because for example, uh, we, uh, let's say, learn how to do online streams and Q&As. Uh, we uh, got better in this uh, type of a festival and we can use it for the next editions. For example, if uh, it will be complicated to bring the guests from further locations, like from other continents, uh, we will focus on bringing the people from Europe and we can do Q&As, uh, for example, online with people from USA and uh, uh, other countries that are not that accessible uh, for Czech uh, Barbara, uh, One World is part of a green film network and I wanted to ask you more about green filming and how can filmmakers get involved? Yes, so uh, regarding green filming, uh, I must say that is something that we uh, are not really that much uh, informed about, I would say. What we are really focusing on is um, like a sustainable festival how to do our event as sustainable as, as possible. And it's also something that we discuss within the Green Film Network. So we are exchanging tips with other festivals, how to do the production of the festival uh, the greenest way possible. And I think that this is something that uh, One World has in its DNA, I would say, for a long time, which I'm quite pr proud of because like, I'm with the festival for quite uh, a long time and uh, the whole time, for example, we uh, always had like vegetarian food at all the all the events. So this is something really important for us because it's we already like started with this be before it was cool, I would say. <laughs> and we also try to print uh, as few stuff as possible. Like for example, catalogs. We try to reduce the the prints uh, as much as we we can. And we also think about um, the traveling of the guests. Like we are trying to convince them to to take the train or bus if possible. And we try to think of ways how to motivate them for this. So for example, we uh, created this kind of like gift packages for people who come by train or bus. So we try to create some motivations for them to not take a plane to come to the festival. And of course now, uh, thanks to COVID, uh, it's also much more normal to have a online Q&A. So uh, it's much easier to, to save some uh, CO2 this way. But on the other hand, we also really enjoy when the guests come physically to the festival because it's what makes the festival festival. <laughs> yeah. And uh, to, uh, towards this topic, I would also like to mention uh, our annual category, which is called Unearthed and which contains like every edition, uh, six to seven documentaries, which are uh, addressing topics of like environmental crisis and uh, stuff like this. 
and also we try to uh, have this ecological documentaries also in our, our competitions and our uh, other sections to uh, create this like red line of this topic uh, throughout the whole festival and also uh, on our uh, alternative distribution platform which is called get uh, your audience we uh, recently released a great film journey to utopia which uh, deals with uh, like uh, sustainable living in a community in denmark so we try to have as many uh, films as possible uh, in this because I, we think that uh, when we are focused on human rights topic, uh, the environmental issues and uh, the climate uh, crisis is one of the most important uh, things uh, nowadays connected to human rights. Yeah. And also the interesting thing about Journey to Utopia, this film by uh, Erland Moe, the Norwegian uh, filmmaker, is that the film was made uh, sustainably or the crew tried to like save as much CO2 as possible during filming. So this is like um, one of the first films that I know about that are like really responsible about this. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, this uh, was Anna Szeczenka speaking to you on FNE podcast. And we were talking to Barbara Hudyczkowa and uh, uh, Tomasz Pastulka from uh, One World Film Festival. Uh, thank you very much for listening. <laughs>